0: Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here with you. We've got a lot of good things in store for you over the next several weeks, and I'm excited for you to have it. We are going to talk about sales. And more than many people, I am very, very aware of how that word may sting because we coach on it a lot. And as I was putting together this program, I thought about terms that might be better received, but I came to the conclusion that what we need to discuss and discover and coach on in this time together and solve for so, that your professional experiences can improve is sales. So, in this series, we're gonna do a lot of discovery on selling and your thoughts and beliefs behind selling and how those impact your results. We're going to uncover things that you may know and things that you may not know, things that might be holding you back, and we're going to try on some new perspectives so that you can find things that are more accurately aligned with you than the ones that you're currently operating from. Today, we're going to talk about what sales is, why it's important, and what it's not, which will lay the foundation for working through common hurdles in presenting and gaining acceptance, and finally, closing strong, all of which will come later in the series. Now, the way that we're going to structure our time is to first share the content, and then we'll have some Q&A, and then we'll do some live coaching through case studies. So let's get started. All right, sales. When I say that word, each person hearing it has a different response, a different taste in their mouth, which was probably developed some time ago, and it lingers as a determinant of how you approach and experience being in a sales process, particularly when you're the one doing the selling. Now, no matter how involved you are in these processes, whether you're there and involved from the presentation on out, or you come in just to close things out, your comfort level with, and more to the point, the way that you view sales is and will continue to impact the experiences that you have in dentistry, ultimately impacting your satisfaction or happiness at work. And work is, for most of us, a place that we spend a significant portion of our lives at. And speaking from personal experience, anything that I can figure out or build upon to increase the positive interactions that I can have to improve my overall experiences is of high value to me. So I want to suggest for a minute that everyone put a pause on what you think about sales and how you define it and pull out a clean slate of thought space to consider without bias something different. Here's how I want to offer that we look at ethical sales and feeling good about selling treatment. Sales is effectively communicating and providing access to the options available. Now, let's pick apart that definition just a little bit. Effectively communicating. First of all, I think we can all agree that the ability to effectively communicate is a virtue and an asset in just about every relationship we have. So each person that you communicate with Receives information differently. And in order to effectively communicate, you've got to be invested in that exchange. And when effective communication is taking place, the information being delivered is both clear and complete. So let's talk about that for a minute being clear and complete. What happens sometimes with good intentions is that people put themselves in the patient's shoes and decide for the patient things that are really only for the patient to decide, like what the patient will want, how much the patient can afford, and how they're going to feel about hearing the available options. And I appreciate where you're coming from. I really do. I'm not negating that there are a lot of factors that come into play in these interactions. I'm suggesting that to most effectively communicate with our patients, that we need to provide the most complete information, which includes all treatment options available to them, including an explanation of why a given treatment or combination of treatments would be ideal for their situation. Instead, what's happening a lot is that we're anticipating that Mrs. Jones can't afford the ideal treatment or that she won't want it or any um, any number of other reasons that we come up with, which may end up being true, but we allow those reasons to prevent us from effectively communicating our professional opinion of what's best for her. And when we let our own opinions or hesitations get in the way of offering best treatment with confidence, we aren't doing Mrs. Jones any favors and we aren't carrying out the second component of ethical sales, which is to provide access to all available options. Now, I can't tell you how many people have tested this out and offered an option that they assumed would be rejected by the patient, but they were trying it out only to be surprised when he or she accepts same-day treatment and pays cash or calls grandma who helps fund the tooth or comes up with any other solution to get the treatment that they choose to get but was made available to them by a person who is willing to effectively communicate what was going on, what the options were, and why one of those options was really best for them. And then there are times when the patient can't or won't or flat doesn't want to do what you've offered and that's okay but if you knew right now that there was a notable percentage of your patients who would want to pay for more expensive solutions and that all you had to do was offer it to them in a way that was effective and provide access to those options would you be willing to increase your efficacy in delivery? In other words, if more of your patients could have the best treatment available to them and all you had to do was offer it to them in a way that made the difference in price make sense, but it's still them deciding and they genuinely want to do it now that they understand the options, would you open that door? Would you be willing to more effectively communicate and provide access to the treatment options available? Think about it this way, when I go out to eat, I'm handed a menu and on that menu there are a lot of items varying in price. Now, Presumably I'm at the restaurant because I have a need to eat and no matter which restaurant I go to there will be a lot of options to fill my need but wouldn't it be strange if each person who walked into the restaurant was given a different menu based on the owner's perception of the guest or if different menu items were made out to be more appealing based on the waiter's perception of what the guest might order. That's not how restaurants work. And we generally accept that when we go to a restaurant, that whether we like the items or not, or the ingredients in them, or the prices, or how long it's going to take for the item to come out, that we want complete access to the options. We want to see the menu. And as a person who works with a lot of people and as a patient myself, I want to suggest that most people, regardless of the decision that they end up making, will want to know what the options are. Now, before we break out into coaching, let's talk about what selling is not, because I think that'll clear up some of the initial clutter around this topic. So if we can be on board or at least entertain for now that selling is effectively communicating and providing access to options, I want to suggest that it is not forcing or requiring anyone to do anything. I'm not suggesting that anyone here is or would even do that, but you've shared a lot of concern that you don't want your patients feeling like they have to do something that they can't afford or don't want to do, and I appreciate your intention and the thought behind those concerns. I've talked to some of you individually about this, and I sincerely respect where you're coming from. I want to utilize those strengths and desires of yours as anchors to increase, first of all, your confidence in offering the available options and your comfort in expressing which option you believe to be best for your patient and then second to increase the frequency that you're able to provide best treatment options because the more you offer best solutions with clarity and confidence and the confident piece is important because if you're not communicating with confidence then people just end up pretty confused right so the more you're able to ethically and effectively sell the more often it can be accepted So let's now go into a case study and I'm going to bring some of you on to coach through some of these inquiries. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.